What's up, people? Welcome to La Roche FM. Oh, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. Check out the big brain on bread. Technology alone is not enough. Life of a designer is a life of fight. Fight against the ugliness. Hey, everyone. And welcome to a new episode of La Roche FM. Long time no see. <laughs> this is episode uh, 51. And I promise that I'm back with the podcast. I have a couple more episodes uh, coming after this, so it's going to be more consistent. And on today's episode, I'll talk about the hiring process of a designer. Um, I decided to talk about this one is because lately I've experienced some not good processes in different companies and how other companies approach this um, hiring process of designers. And it doesn't matter if it's junior, uh, mid, senior, and so on. Somehow it feels like it's a bit of a clunky process and not everybody knows what they should do. Uh, And I mean, it's something normal and okay because the industry itself is changing. There are many people who even practice design, don't know what they're doing. And it's a bit of a mess, (laughs) I would say, in the industry and how everybody approaches. And... I was having this talk um, with this company, um, it's a company from the US, and they told me that they want to hire like the best uh, designer they can find out there. And they want somebody who is better than them and who does like, I mean, they want just the best of the breed, let's call it this way. And what's funny about that is I went through their process, um, I went through their Uh, hiring uh, questions, Um, they had some sort of a, let's say, survey, like a screening survey, let's say, in the beginning. And it's funny because that survey, that screening survey test, let's call it this way, was similar to other companies. Um, I've seen it, I've seen similar questions in other companies, and I don't know, it just felt like, (laughs) you know, it was a template they passed from company to company. And it's like they didn't even bother changing it or so. And it's pretty messed up because when you say that you want to hire the best people, meanwhile, you don't put too much effort in the test itself or the questions itself or in the hiring process itself. um, I believe you're most likely are going to get to hire somebody, um, I would say, not the best. Maybe an average designer who's just... Uh, starting out or who just, I don't know, winked uh, their way through uh, the entire process. And other thing that struck me was that the same test was used basically to assess the thinking and the skills of a senior designer, of a mid-designer and a junior designer. And I think it's not wrong, but you can do a little bit better. If you want to hire a specific design for a specific role, you have to know a couple of things, uh, how to better test them, how to better see if that person is at least fit or not. And still, the test, the questions are not a guarantee ever, ever a guarantee that you're going to hire uh, a great person. So yeah, let's dive in really quick and see what are the best practices. First is the design test. 
Oh boy, <laughs> do I love to hear how companies like to give design tests. Like these tests are going to find out if that person is really fit or not. And more specifically, I like it when people do design tests, which is unpaid. <laughs> you know, those type of design things when you just say, yeah, it's just gonna take you a couple of hours. We just, we know for sure. I mean, I like it when people say when they're not the designers and they still know that it's going to take a couple of hours um, to do it and it's uh, it can be done a little bit better so here's the thing um, how to assess a designer if it's at least a good fit first is always the portfolio um, i mean if you're hiring somebody who is focused on user interface they should have at least an appealing portfolio it's not a mandatory it's not a must it's not always a case they're really great um, let's say uh, UI designers that don't have the best or if they even don't have a portfolio but it's also um, let's say a good point to assess then the projects themselves when you go through the projects you just look do they provide enough details about that project what was their role in the project how they approached it with whom did they work to whom did they report it what was the initial steps what was the next steps how did the design process go um, what was the outcome? How did the management respond post-project or post-collaboration? Do they have a review? Um, do they like? Do they have maybe some examples when they talked with the users and so on? So this type of details uh, a project in a portfolio should contain. So this way you can assess what's the thinking uh, of the designer. And if the designer has, let's say, all these things I mentioned about, you're more likely dealing with a really good designer who is experienced and knows uh, their craft. For a user experience designer, I would expect more writing. I would really expect more writing. I would expect research, um, analysis, uh, results from different uh, surveys, uh, tests and so on, and really good uh, writing skills actually. Um, good writing skills um, are really important to a designer because you at least have to communicate with everybody. It's such a role when you have to communicate with everyone. And if the designer can't express their thought process really good in the written form or, I don't know, in the verbal form and so on, then it's not, may not be the right candidate. And that person might need to go and just keep working and keep polishing um, their craft. Also, a good portfolio doesn't have like 20 or 50 types of work, so on. Uh, usually um, six projects max. Uh, man, I mean, like even three projects is enough. If those projects are really good um, and they just express, even one project is really good. I mean, if that project, let's say that person worked, I don't know, for seven years at the company, it was the first employee who he, he saw the company through... Um, down and ups, um, he raised the design team and so on. I mean, it's enough, right? You don't need a lot of work. So usually three projects is more than enough to assess if the candidate is the right one uh, before you proceed, for example, to the interview stage. Then I know it may be hard for some companies, but at least try to do your research on that person, right? When you invite that person and you say, okay, they're a good candidate for our job, then at least do some screening. Um, let's say, let me check if that person has uh, other things like a profile, maybe that person writes or has a podcast or does something else. Like, don't go just through the template. It's, 
I mean, it's disrespectful. You don't like when somebody just hires you and pushes you through uh, a machine that basically doesn't assess you too much. Meanwhile, that person maybe worked really hard to get to that day uh, so they can be hired by your company and you don't even really care too much. Well, in that case, I even would recommend to that person just to move on, not just your company, <laughs> if you don't invest too much in the process itself. Now, some people may say it saves them a time. Um, I agree, it saves you time, but that's why you have the screening process, right? You either ignore or don't ignore um, the first email when they write you or the job application and so on. So once you picked up really good people, just at least try to go through a proper process with them. Now for the interview stage, I have two stages. Sometimes it's three, but usually it's two. First is the warm introduction. At this stage, you just talk about uh, their work, uh, maybe some things about their life, um, your company. You just do a, a pretty good warm introduction. You introduce everybody, everything, the process, the job, the skills. You just get to know each other, right? It's like uh, getting on a coffee date. Then at this stage, you're usually trying to assess if the candidate is a good fit in terms of how they think, how they talk, um, do you enjoy listening to them? Uh, would you like them to be your colleague? Um, and so on. So it's like this preparatory stage until you get to the next one where you're gonna assess the skills of that person. Now, there is not a given template here. Um, I usually adapt myself to each candidate, just uh, talking about their work, their past experiences and so on. How do they get to this stage? Um, it's there is no like really given template to this part. So you just do a really good worm and just you just trust yourself if it's a really good candidate that can fit, let's say the next stage. Now at the next stage, the first meeting is usually half an hour, let's call it this way. The second meeting is usually one hour, one hour and a half at most. Don't do it two hours, please, or three hours and so on. You don't need more than that. Uh, the second stage is when you assess that person's work. Now, how you do that? The best way is to ask them to guide you through their work. You pick any project, you ask them, hey, can you guide me through this project? How did it go? How did it start it? Um, who was it for? How did you get to this project? How did you get to this job? Um, who gave you the orders? How, with whom did you work? To whom did you report? Um, what was your first, what were your first steps? How did your design process go? Um, how did you start first? Did you do a research or did you talk with the users first? And so on. Here's also important because you can assess if that candidate is really able to design something good because usually a process begins with some sort of research and thinking and the strategizing part. Strategy part is when you assemble the big picture of a project. Uh, you gather all the details, you assess the resources, you assess the tasks, uh, the people, the stakeholders, and then you just start planning and mapping out uh, everything. Now here, a good tip is this way. Even if you're not a designer, but you understand everything that person is telling you, and you say, hmm, yeah, it really makes sense. I mean, it's pretty clear and obvious. Then it's most likely a good candidate because a person who can't express clearly their thought process, 
how they're thinking and working and so on and can't even be honest with you like say hey yeah we even had some uh, ups and downs in here for example i don't know maybe a partner was fired and we had to cut some resources and we had some bad times it's even better because that person is being honest with you and you always want to hire an honest person right and once you go through two or three works uh, from their portfolio um, describing how they uh, did this project was what was the outcome and the entire process and so on then you're most likely going to be ready to say yes this is a good candidate i can just put it aside and i don't know continue my interviewing or just continue this candidate or even hire that person straightforward <laughs> straight away i mean who knows uh, it always depends on you um, your resources and context and so on one big no-go here is don't ask that person don't and do ask the person here's a really important part what would they change about your product or about your website company and so on this is a reckless question i mean without a proper context it's like going to a doctor you know and say, hey doc i feel bad could you please just tell me uh, what should I take or what, what, what should I change so I, I feel good? And the doctor tells you, well, I don't know, I have to do some research. I'm screaming, well, doc, you know, I know that you don't have all the data and all that kind of stuff, but could you just, I don't know, recommend me maybe something? Yeah, he's going to recommend you vitamin C. Meanwhile, you have something worse, you know, like it's something like that. <laughs> so the best way to approach uh, this part, if you're really eager to ask this um question at least give them some time to uh, play with the product and see maybe they find some um, well here's the thing just ask them if they have find some usability problems for example or usability issues for example a good case here is maybe you use the product for the first time and you notice that the fonts are a little bit dimmed, you know, so it's a bit harder to harder to read the text or something is off or you find some bugs and this kind of stuff. This is a good, let's say, feedback-ish, I would say. But again, this is not a good indicative if that person is a great candidate or not. You're never going to find out by someone telling you if something is wrong with your product without a proper context so the best way to approach this is to work with that person um usually it's a two weeks or a one month um, part-time or short project why this much because during one month not more than one month it's more than enough to realize if that person is really good is a good fit for your company for your product and so on or not you literally don't need more than that uh, would you find that out from a project that's around three hours? I don't know, you give them a task to redesign one of your features and they just go home? Yes and no. I've seen so many companies just backfire on this test. And again, it's not a good indicative if that person is right or not. Um, because you lose time on this process, then you have to hire them, and then you just realize that, hey, we hired the wrong person. The best way is to do a part-time project, like a, a contract-based project, for one month or two weeks, where you really assess their working process. You give them a project, hey, we have this really good feature, we have to redesign it. And you just give them the test, and you do it. Now, until you get to this stage, that's why you had the warming up, you had the one hour, of testing, assessing their thinking. And this is where you just usually go with your gut 
like did you like the person how it's working thinking so on then you hire that person not well then you just keep looking for the next candidate now what's the best way to structure this let's say project um it usually should be a feature or maybe uh, redesign the website or redesigning a current feature that's that person will be able to do it in let's say one month um for example redesigning website it's usually enough one month you don't need more than that i mean at least you lay down all the groundwork in one month unless you do some crazy big uh, corporation where it really you require tons and tons of time uh, if you're not that type of a company you're a smaller business maybe a startup one month is more than enough just to work out on a really good structure for example for your website or a feature and so on and some no-goes um, some red flags are the missed deadlines messy um, uh, workflow uh, i've seen it many times when people just a really good candidate but then first week somehow everything goes really bad like their uh, workflow is messy they can't just gather up their ideas their thoughts their process and so on and this is usually like a really good big and big indicative that that person isn't fit then other things what are other things oh yeah please if you can don't ever ask for free work just pay for the work just really pay for the work you paid for it that person has to work that person has to make money that person is giving you their time you would never work for free same they would they wouldn't i know there are mixed feelings and opinions about this topic but the best way just pay for the job they're not a good candidate okay you know it's like buying uh, i don't know a juice right you try the juice you didn't like it okay but you paid for it right and you just move on to the next brand candidate and so on this will be like the best this will just show that you're really great company have a good uh, policies inside and you just really care about uh, whom you hire and your process now with everything i talked about in this episode it's a really good let's say approach for hiring any type of designer uh, it's whether a junior mid or senior designer again it's more dependable on each company what exactly you're looking for and you should assess that candidate for those uh, questions like for example would you be a good manager and how is your process which processes did you work how did you handle um, let's say I don't know, different ups and downs uh, and so on so remember two things if you leave from this podcast episodes remember two things when you assess a candidate first always assess their thinking you don't need tests or all that kind of stuff or surveys. You need one hour of talk and you really know if that person is a good thinker or not. Second, if you really want to go for the practice period, then you have to see how is their workflow. In these two weeks or one month is more than enough for you to assess if that person is the right candidate for your company or not. Recently, I had a talk with a friend um, he was hired by this really big company um, in Sweden and he told me that his manager just came to the interview he talked like for 15 minutes and the other guy said like yeah but we usually want to, uh, these people to do a test for this position would you be willing and meanwhile his manager uh, looked at the other guy she said nah he doesn't need the test he's really good at it and this type of experience just comes with time you just realize that some people don't need the test um, it's more than enough to 
assess someone from just one hour of talking. Um, again, it comes with experience. You won't be do, able to do that if you just didn't pass through 50s and hundreds of interviews. Um, it just comes with experience. You just can't uh, cut it through so fast. Now, if you're doing a screening survey uh, for candidates, usually the best way is um, I would literally just recommend them to put a project, a link to a project, uh, wherever it is, and just describe the entire process in 1,000 words or 500 words and so on. It's more than enough to realize if that candidate is worth it for the next stage. And then when you come to the next stage, you do the warming, you do the uh, one hour meeting, and then the test if you need it so, and this is like a really good approach um, for that candidate. Rather than just asking, hey, is this, which font is right for this button? Because literally I saw a test where people asked if this font is <laughs> really matching the system font wide and they just change like a pixel or two in size or so on. And it, it's funny, it, it's understandable. Uh, people want to see if they have the, an eye for detail, but you don't need these type of questions in the screening uh, survey tests and so on, if they have a good portfolio. Their portfolio is most likely 95% of the time a good indicative if that person is the right candidate or not, and then you just test them on the social skills part. So yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, hopefully you learn something for yourself. Uh, you can share it with your managers, with your HR department, or whoever is hiring your next designers so they can get some uh, useful tips and tricks and so on. So yeah, if you have any other good tips and tricks or questions, um, always ask them down below in the comments, uh, if it's on SoundCloud, or just send me an email. You always have my email in the descriptions um, or other social platforms. So yeah, I'll see you in the next episode.